You are listening to Justice for All, a podcast brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Each week, our experts provide insight on topics involving the law, entertainment, and sports. And now, without further ado, put your hands together for the host of Justice for All, Josh Scarpello and Pierre Latour. And welcome back to Justice for All. This is Josh Scarpello alongside my law partner, Pierre Latour. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a long uh, month of July, and we took a little bit of hiatus. I took a little uh, week with my family down the shore in Ocean City. Uh, We all needed a breath at at the end of June with all the craziness happening in uh, not just our city, but around the country. And uh, we had a real meaningful and great talk with Riley Ross. And then I think we all needed a little bit of break there, and so much has happened. Um, Pierre and I today, uh, I mean, geez, we could start anywhere and talk about uh, any number of different topics. But since there's so much heavy stuff on everybody's mind, we figured uh, let's take a break from some of the more serious problems in the world and fix some of the more less serious problems, at least if depending on your, you know, on your perspective. So today, our mindset is on the world of sports. And Pierre, my question to you at the outset is, will any one of the leagues, the four professional leagues, crown a champion in in the year 2020? Is it going to happen at all? Oh, yeah, all four will. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, these teams are now, I mean, to what degree will there be varying success of having a quote unquote champion? I mean, um, I mean, the short answer is the NHL and the NBA. Absolutely. And they have a huge advantage because when this started, they were practically done with the regular season. Correct. Right. So all the, all they're really doing, I mean, as we're do as we're recording this, so basketball starts tonight, right. The game's game. going on right now. So I was watching, um, jazz, was the Jazz and the Pelicans. So mm-hmm. um, NBA starts tonight. I think um, NHL starts this weekend, if not tomorrow night. Baseball has started, and and football has all intentions of starting. But um, you know, NBA and NHL are in a great position because you know the regular season is pretty much done. They're all in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. They they're doing the bubble plan, and they're they're like, okay, we've got you know, all the teams are up in, I guess Canada. Are they in Canada? I have no. They should idea. be. I mean, it's hockey, probably. Right? Yeah, it has to be in Canada somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's not in Orlando, NBA, I can tell you that much. The NBA, with a lot of foresight, said, what's the worst place we could pick? I know, <laughs> Central Florida. <laughs> so, so, the in NBA, July and August. Yeah, the NBA is like, you know, Matt Damon, the Martian. Like, they have that little pod in, the like, Mars where everything, <laughs> if you go outside of the pod, you just die instantly, right? They're in Florida. So, like, don't leave the pod. And, uh, and Lou Williams left the pod right to get chicken wings at a strip club and already got but he got punished for it though because the nba doesn't fuck around right the nba is all about like you you stay in the bubble so the nba and the nhl have a huge advantage um then you get to baseball uh which which breaks my heart because baseball is my favorite sport and we had to put up with just months and months of bungling and the owners just being complete assholes and trying to basically screw over the players over money. And at the end of the day, what we end up is this 
horrific Frankenstein 60 game season Mm -hmm. where, oh, and by the way, everybody makes the playoffs too, right? Like eight teams make the playoffs. So it's a 60 game Yes, they they moved an expanded playoff system that's added four more teams, five, I don't know, six more teams. I don't know. uh, three more teams because it was teams. five, okay. right? Because because of course we had to add an extra wild card recently. So now it's the three. It used to be three division winners, two wild cards. Now it's going to be no. It's first and second place in the, in every division. Now, now yeah, it? now it's first and second, but that's only six teams. That's not enough. So in this show, not only first and second, first and second, and then the next two best teams will also reach the playoffs. So I think each league has got fifteen teams in it. Mm-hmm. So eight out of fifteen—that's more than fifty percent. Yeah, you know, uh, make the playoffs. And and listen, I it's 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 a shit show. Um, it's even more of a shit show in this just this past week, as we've seen. Um, you know, the the Miami Marlins come in and infect everybody and get everybody COVID on their team. Speaking um, speaking of uh, visits to strip clubs, I mean, this is the inherent <laughs> problem. <laughs> with male sports, and I, I, we should got we, we should have had a female guest on here to, to discuss mm. this. They are expecting that all these males that are traveling around the country with fame and money in their wallets and notoriety yeah. that are used to be you know having the time of their life in between games are suddenly going to be content with sitting in their rooms and not yeah. like the apparently the entire Miami uh, Marlins <laughs> team. Went to the Gold Club in Atlanta or some other uh, strip club. In, I mean, this is true. Yeah, before, no, I heard before they got true. on their plane to, to Philly during a layover, right, and infected half the team. Yeah. Now why? And, now, and that and that happened. So the timeline is is that three Marlins on Saturday test positive, or maybe it's Sunday morning. The scuttle that's come out is that. Major League Baseball knew about that before the Sunday game. Yeah, I heard that too. And said, yeah, whatever. Just go ahead and play. So they go ahead and play the game. Thankfully, it looks like now, now we're now we're about four days out. No Philly has tested positive, but but like what? Eight or nine Marlin players have. So the end result is that since Sunday, and today is Thursday, so Monday, so four days have passed now. The Marlins and the Phillies have not played a single baseball game. Right, right. Not and a single one. Right. And, and the clock is they, ticking on this season that they've already yeah. started. I mean, again, they their their whole plan is sixty games, sixty games, sixty games. We're this this season has to end by October first, so we can get right into the regular schedule. Of by the way, how do they get into a regular schedule if the sixteen teams are going to make the playoffs too? I don't understand that. But you're going to have an issue where, you know, at the end of the season, not everybody's going to play sixty games, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the but the answer to your question is, oh, Major League Baseball, they will crown a champion. I guess uh, so. They, they, I guess so. But <laughs> it seems like the Manfred's major... Gonna, he's going to go out there. He's handing the trophy to somebody. It might be the last team standing <laughs> that's not in isolation. Right? right. It might be like, congratulations to your Toronto Blue Jays, <laughs> who, because they were in Canada, are the only team who can actually put nine guys on the team. <laughs> so they win by default. Let's say a big hand for the Blue Jays. Well, I mean, it is. You're absolutely right in, in the sense that uh, the NBA and the NHL have a dis, have a distinct advantage of because they were they were well within underway yeah. uh, with their own seasons when the shutdown occurred. They've also smartly 
trimmed. I, I I don't. I honestly don't know whether the NHL has done the same thing, but the the NBA trimmed the essentially the the uh, eligible teams down yeah. from the full league to like twenty two, and then they came up with the bubble idea, which truthfully is ideally work, right? makes sense, you know? Yeah. Because the biggest problem that will that, that these teams will face it sounds like is the travel, you know, the airports, the staying in strange cities, the moving around, being yeah. in different clubhouses. And we've seen it already, whether it's, you know, want to point blame at people or not, I think it's bound to happen, especially with teams from certain states right now that are peaking, you know, where they're seeing a lot of cases. Yeah. So is it time now? I mean, should should Major League Baseball just look at itself and say, hey, look, Pierre's right. We're we're on you know we're we're on our way to a real shit show of a season. Why not lean into it? Call an emergency meeting because these games will just keep getting postponed. Just say you know what? Here's an idea. It's always simpler when we postpone you know uh, uh, propose it here. But here's an idea. How about a tournament? How about like a world tournament? You know, at some point, round robin. We'll do it at a couple different sites. We'll limit the travel. We'll have expanded rosters. You can play anybody within your organization. Yeah. And we'll we'll put it off or I don't know, because it just seems forcing the well, issue that, of it, it just seems more plausible. And not only that, this entire year is an asterisk, right? So yeah. it, it's time to I mean, be creative. anybody any I mean, I know you hear interviews with players all the time, and the players all say they're fun. The players are always funny because they're like, if you ask any player, like you know, if you, if you win the championship this year, is it an asterisk? And they're like, fuck no. It's like a fucking championship. Yeah, fuck you. I got a ring. Um, which I understand. But the same, But as fans, right, Every make, we're going to look back at this and be like, geez, remember 2020? Remember that bullshit season we had with like 60 games? Remember how like, you know, the remember the Miami Marlins? I can't believe the Marlins won the championship that year. They only played like 35 <laughs> games and they all had COVID. That was fucked up. But I mean, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, what you just said, I mean, and I, I think there was some discussion of it. I remember hearing about, they were thinking about, let's use, like the NHL is doing now, let's do two hub cities or hub mm -hmm. areas. Like, And they were talking about spring training. So you do Arizona and Florida, right? And because they have all this, the spring training facilities are down there and you can play the games down there. And I think, unfortunately, like at the time that was being discussed, Arizona and Florida were two of the worst places in right. the country for right. COVID. But as you've seen with the NBA, you know, the NBA is in the epicenter of this thing right now. They've been there for over a month. They have zero positive tests because yeah. they're locking these players down. So now here's the other th the scuttle, too, that people have said, which I don't know is true, is the other scuttle is that when they proposed this idea of let's 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 to have two bubble hubs, right? That they went to Trout, the number one player in the league. And Trout says, if you do that, if you lock me down for three months, I'm not going. I'm not going to the bubble because his wife's pregnant or something like that. Right. Well, again, and, that's why I think you have to think outside the box. Doesn't it make more sense than like, just have an expanded you, tournament? Like, you, Trout. Nobody like your team's not even making the playoffs anyways. I mean, baseball's got to be like. I mean, either you have to get those guys on board ahead of time and get all your superstars and baseball is so terrible at marketing as superstars, but get them all on board. And if they won't get on board, be like, I'm sorry, we got to do it this way because, yeah. you know, every every other way is a complete shit show, like, which what we're getting now. And we're like, by the way, we're one week into the season. No, baseball I know. started one week ago. You already essentially have two teams 
completely sidelined. Yeah. I'm just not playing baseball right now. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it just it, it's foreboding of the future and you wonder I don't know, you just wonder how much thought went into planning out a season like this where they clearly were holding out for money, the players were, you know, at the beginning. And now it almost seems like the players are disinterested completely in playing, if you ask me. I mean, well, yeah. so I, I, I think if you're going to be beholden to anyone or if you want to please anyone, it should be the fans, shouldn't it? I mean, the only reason for playing yeah. these games at this point is to entertain us, right. is to give us something on television. So so be creative. Come up with something to entertain us, some well, and, way and to like, keep these guys on the field. And we've like we've talked about it before. Baseball, out of all the major sports, is the one that's on, you know, the downward trajectory, right? right? Baseball is no longer the American pastime. Baseball has all these issues. People always talk about the games take too long. It's boring. It's all either a strikeout or a, or a home run. And, you know, viewership is way down. So, you know, like you said, everybody knows that whatever happens this year, this is always going to be the asterisk year, right? It's going to be like, oh, it's just going to be the messed up season when we had COVID and the quarantine. So why not? If you're ever going to every crazy idea you've ever had that anybody's ever had about how to improve the game. And there's mm -hmm. plenty of crazy ideas out there. Throw it in now, right? Throw it in and, now. And, well, incidentally, they're tinkering with it right now, right? With the, with the man on second to start extra yeah. inning games, right? Right. And then they they want to is this correct? They want to they're they're considering seven seven inning games in certain for double headers for they're now because the Phillies have played so few have now missed a week and the same with the Marlins. The way they're talking about making it up is doing double headers, but each game of the double header will be seven innings. If you're gonna do that, right? Then <laughs> everything's on the board, right? That sounds like Again. little league. I know, like, I, and again, I'm gonna bring up my proposal again. Both my kids play, you know travel baseball i've got a 15 year old and a 12 year old i go to games all the time i've spent the last month going to baseball games the greatest thing about travel baseball you go to a game hour 50 right, <laughs> right. hour 50 can't start any doesn't matter right you could right. be in the third inning and they're just gonna like listen if it's one of those games taking forever i'm sorry umpire's just like listen last inning <laughs> right <laughs> And so you can set your watch by it, which is great. As a parent, you sit out in the outfield and you go, okay, 10 o'clock start, we're done at noon, right? Worst case scenario, we're done at 12.15. I think fans would react to that. If you told if you told baseball fans, you know, an hour 50 is a little extreme, but if you told baseball fans, listen, how about this? Every single game, two and a half hours, no matter what, no right? No matter what. I don't care whether we play four innings, six innings, nine innings, whatever. <laughs> we're not going to start an inning after we hit the two and a half hour mark. Right. I like that. I really yeah. do like that. Electronic strike zones. We've talked about this before. Electronic strike zones. Nobody argues balls and strikes anymore. Every call is absolutely perfect. Yeah, right. Now's the time to kind of slip that stuff in. I think. Yeah. Me. Why not? And again, if it's a if it's a disaster and everybody hates it, you can just get rid of yeah. it the next year and just say, oh, yeah, we tried it. We were trying things because we were in a crazy situation. We were only in 60 games. We're going to experiment. But, you know, you throw enough stuff against the wall you're probably going to come up with two or three ideas that really work and yeah. really help the game and resonate and that you can use going forward. And and nobody's going to be like, I mean, you might get some purists. I mean, I guess I mean, this is the whole situation is so fucked up. I, I can't imagine there's many purists out there now who are like, I can't believe we're starting extra innings with a runner on second. I mean, when I well, heard that, I was like, I was kind of mildly outraged. 
I don't care anymore. I'm just happy that there's baseball on TV. No, I'm not outraged at all. I think. I mean, honestly, that should be the rule. Extra inning games in baseball, quite frankly, are dumb. Um, unless it's like hockey and it's like this, the, the playoff season. Like, why have these like, guys play 22 innings? It's just you, yeah, you kill your bet. Yeah. yeah, you just you know there should be a way to end the game sooner. I mean, if you ask me, so I have no problem with that. One of the changes, though, that that, that I think you're going to like this. It's already happened, right? You're you are the, uh, the you've been advocating this for years. What is the one rule in the National League that you hate? That oh, the is, DH. There yeah, you go. thank you. I mean, could come this on. be the year that the DH becomes the, oh, the rule? DH, the DH is coming. The DH is in a, the DH is a giant rolling boulder. You know, like oh, there you Indiana go. But Jones this is the there, year. You know? That this is the year it'll happen, right? Well, I mean, no, I don't think it can. I think there's something that has to be negotiated in the CBA. So when the new CBA comes out, they'll negotiate it. But, you know, all these old cranks in the National League, and I'm talking to some of our listeners out there, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, oh, the deal, the strategy. And then stop with the strategy. You sound like my father, the strategy. <laughs> there is no strategy to watching some pitcher get up there who can't hit, right? They can't hit. They bat, they bat 150. They're lucky if they get the bat on the ball or they, you watch them like, you know, bunt one foul and then walk back to the dugout, right? right. And I don't want to hear about Madison Bumgartner and Clayton Kershaw <laughs> because every once in a while they hit dingers. Congratulations. You know, they, they, they get 50 at-bats a year. Every day in the National League when you're watching games, you're like, especially when like a rally's coming. Oh, we got two guys on, two outs. Who's up? Oh, the pitcher, right? <laughs> Nobody see that. You know, and don't give me strategy. Strategy is just like, you know, if the pitcher's coming up in the third inning, you're not going to take him out of the game, right? The only thing is, are you going to take him out of the game in the fifth, sixth, or seventh? That's not really strategy. Who cares, right? You just, who cares, right? Let's let's see some guys are going to hit, hit. It's not, uh, you know, the, 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 the DH will become adopted in both leagues probably by 2022 if not sooner maybe they'll maybe they'll even adopt it for 2021 and that would be a that would be a huge improvement i think yeah i mean that that would be if that came out of this with as one of the rules truthfully i i i don't mind the the other rules but to not have uniform rules in in a professional league seems kind of silly yeah it's also stupid especially when you get to the playoffs and it's like oh we're in the american league you know (laughs) City, so it's DH. Right. But when we go to the National League City, ooh, we get to watch, you know, David Price try and swing a bat, you know, who hasn't swung a bat, you know, since he was like 11 years old because it's, it's not that way anymore. I mean, guys get groomed as pitchers now when they're like 13. They're not going to, they're not swinging a bat, right? Yeah. So, yeah. well, I, mean, I would hope that would come out of that. And I'm completely for the, uh, the strike zone. I think it's overdue for that as well. Maybe yeah. they're just worried about putting all those umpires out of work or something. I'm not sure the guy's behind the plate. Although I guess there's still somebody. There's there will still be somebody behind the plate. It's just yeah. You still would have. I mean, that's the thing is, is you know, the, the one you hear people, oh, what about the umpire? Well, you still need an umpire, right? Right. Umpire still got to be there. He's got to call fair and foul. He's got to call if the guy made contact. If it's like a foul ball, he's got to call plays to the plate. You know, stuff like that. So you still need the umpire, but you just it, it makes the the umpire's job easier. He just has to make those calls. He doesn't have to worry about balls and strikes he doesn't have to get in arguments with people nobody's going to argue any more balls and strikes ever again oh my god why wouldn't people want that before we get into the other sports that may need to rethink their plans namely the nfl and college sports while we're talking real sports for a second now that the nba has reset 
is any team in a better situated now? I mean, LeBron's team was was off to the races before they before the break. Are they the prohibitive favorite in this short season now, or is there is do you think the short season with like a team like the like Philly that got healthy? Are there other teams out there that you think are better positioned now with, after that break to win the I title? Don't, well, I don't think <laughs> the Lakers. I think were maybe. I don't think they were ever prohibitive favorites, but I think on the day this started, like middle of March, they were... No, they the were fav- first placed in the West. I they should the say first, that. They way. were the favorite. They first were absolutely the, the favorite. They were probably going to be the one seed in the West, and I think their size gave a lot of teams problems, especially the Clippers, who were probably the number two seed. Right. The thing that's changed is Avery Bradley who's their best defensive guy mm-hmm. to cover other teams' wing scores, has opted out. He's, right. he's, so he's not – I think that's, that's not an insignificant loss for them to have your best wing defender say, I'm, I'm not playing. Uh, the other thing is that, they, is that Dwight Howard's insane and wanders around the <laughs> bubble apparently without a mask <laughs> – saying vaccines cause autism and i think i think the nba might have to he might have to be removed him. he might he might have to be you know sua sponte put on the injured list we don't know he's I just injured the nba has quietly buried this story that i mean they literally have like an anti-vaxxer anti-mask player in the nba right now right. who's inside a bubble right, right. he's inside a bubble wandering around not wearing a mask telling everybody to go fuck themselves and that you know mask cause cancer or something like that. How, the, how would you like to be the security guard at the Orlando uh, you know arena yeah and the, your boss comes up to you and says yo man that dude ain't got a mask on go tell that dude yeah. Dwight Howard to put his mask on at the hotel every night when Dwight comes back from dinner right you know oh hey Dwight um mask <laughs> fuck you okay have a good night I mean, I mean, like, Silverman's going to call every night and be like, he's still not wearing a mask. What <laughs> he are we said no to do? again. Did you and ask him? he lectured me about <laughs> vaccines. So, yeah, I think the Lakers, listen, the Lakers are still, I mean, any, any team that has LeBron and Ant, they have two of the top five guys in the league. So the Lakers are really good. The Clippers are really good. Um, Who's the third team in the West, you think? The Lakers. Denver? Yeah, Denver's good. Denver Denver's is good. good. But no, Denver's decimated with Denver. 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 Did you see the – Denver what? had like five guys to play. He doesn't have enough guys. I just read an article. Really? He doesn't have enough guys to scrimmage. In, he to, to, to run an inter-squad scrimmage. The only chance he gets to scrimmage is when they scrimmage sick. other teams. Yeah. He, they, they, they were saying, like, and he doesn't care. He's, like, they have some guys, a lot of guys out with COVID. He ran out, like, who's their big center? Jokic? Yeah, Jokic. They ran out of, uh, I got to find that article. He was the starting point guard. They had nothing but big men. Everybody they ran out was, like, six foot ten or, or, or bigger. Four centers and a yeah, guard? Yeah, and the coach is just like, I don't really care. We just we're, My main concern is just having a roster for the, you know, we know we're going to make the playoffs. I got seven. We're good. <laughs> I got seven. I'm hoping to have ten by the time we come around so we can at least maybe run a practice and, like, you know, try some plays and some inbound plays and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, yeah. in the East, I think, I think the, the interesting thing in the East, there's a bunch of interesting things. I think it's interesting that 
two of the teams, your Sixers mm-hmm. and the and the Bucks, were big home court advantage teams, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the Sixers had the best. I mean, the Sixers' record at home was in. Were they like two losses? Two losses. Yeah, they had twenty-eight and two or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so they had the really best. Impressive. And and. By the and, same and complete token. and the, the complete opposite on the road. Right. I mean, you know, not two and twenty nine, but like fourteen and twenty five or so. I mean, they were terrible on the road. Very bad. so maybe that evens out. I don't know, but I mean, it's it, I think team and the Bucks were the same way. The Bucks were also had an incredible record at home. They had the best record in the league, so they were also a good road team. But they had a really good home record. So I think for those two teams where they don't really have a home court advantage, could that affect them? Sure. Um, the Celtics' big issue is uh, Kemba Walker and the fact that he had four months off and he gets on the basketball court and his knee hurts. <laughs> he, hasn't literally, he literally hasn't played basketball for four months. And the reports, all the reports are just awful. They're all like, yeah, it's, you know, acted up a bit. I mean, like acted up a bit. He, he, you, you can't have any, any more rest than four months of no basketball. And the minute you start scrimmaging, like you can't get through a game. Yeah, that's so really that doesn't bode well for the, for the Celtics. I don't think, I mean, on TV, it looks mm-hmm. great. I mean, like, it's not like baseball where the camera pans and you just see acres of empty seats. Mm-hmm. You know, they've built these beautiful brand new um, basketball courts with these wall video walls. And you don't even notice. I mean, it looks like somebody said it today. I heard somebody. It looks like the MB, uh, the 2K video. If your kids play yeah. NBA 2K, it lo- almost looks like that. It looks kind of Which cool is the most TV. amazing game I've ever seen, by yeah. the way. I haven't played video games in 20 years. I was watching my – I walked through when Josh, my little son, was playing it. I, th- I thought I was watching a game. They have yeah. commercials. They have a halftime show. Shaq does the halftime show. <laughs> yeah. Ernie Johnson. <laughs> really does. It's a little weird. I mean, it's a little weird. Well, yeah, that's uh, – I mean, the NBA is is uh, is going to be an interesting finish. It's going to be an interesting finish. This break really has is, is, is got to help the teams that were hurt. Um, I'm hoping that it helps the Sixers. Um, I'm also hoping that uh, Ben Simmons' move to power forward is a good one. It seems like it makes sense because the one liability yeah. that he is is you know at the end of game sometimes and he they have a way of stopping him at the top of the key and he and he and they don't even really have to guard him putting him down low let's letting he really a, is a four this whole like yeah. square peg in a round hole he making him into a point guard is stupid and I'm glad they've changed that the downside is your new point guard is. A guy whose first name rhymes is like a it's milkshake. Was it shake, shake and bake? Remember from that? What was milk. the movie with uh, with Will Ferrell and uh, when they, they were the race car drivers? Uh, Bob, uh, Ricky Bobby. That's <laughs> what they were. Shake and bake. Talladega Nights, right? <laughs> but who is Shake Milton? Did he go to college? Is he he's, was he drafted? He's uh, is he, he like a like a non roster invitee? I, I'm not sure he was on the <laughs> roster at the beginning of the right. year. But I now mean, he's our I, starter, and he's good. I, that's my point: is that a guy that I'm not even sure was drafted, right, is now this your starting point guard? He has a total of, you know, how many games ever started in the NBA? Yeah. I mean, twenty maybe. And now he's going to be your point guard, bringing the ball up in a in a in a game five an elimination game in a game five or a game seven, right? First round. But by the way. First round has a very good chance of being Celtic Sixers, right? Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, I think the Celtics are the three seed. I think it's really difficult for them to, to move, move up or much. down. Yeah, there's only like eight or nine. And I think the, I think the Sixers are kind of in the same boat. I guess maybe um, 
I don't know where Miami is, but I th- but I think there's a better than 50% chance that first round matchup could be Celtics Sixers, which as a Celtics fan scares the hell out of me because I think they the Sixers size and now that they've figured out, you know, Al Horford has to basically ride the bench and and play 15 minutes a game. Um, you know, I I, I wouldn't want to play the Sixers. I'd much rather play the Pacers or somebody like that. Yeah, they're dangerous. They need them. I mean, with him at, I think that's going to work out. I really do. I, 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 I agree with you in the sense that I don't think he's really a point guard. As great as as great as he is, a point right. guard also is somebody that can create his own shot a little bit. And and bottom line is a, is a guy that can willing to to shoot a jump shot. For whatever reason, he wasn't as a point guard. He didn't like doing it. Maybe he'll get a little bit more comfortable shooting that that corner three spot or whatever. And the reason why it makes him better is because then you have to guard five people on the floor. I think instead of four at the end. And I think he's going to be good down low. I think he's going to. I think he's going to get some cheap yeah, baskets. No, he's a, he's an all star talent. Yeah, I mean, he's he just, is. He's a, he is. He's a, I mean, especially he's phenomenal on the fast break. He's a great rebounder. He's a good defender. Um, he he was a waste at that point guard. Um, I mean, if you know if if Harris plays well. You know, if Harris can, you know, hit some shots, you know, hit if Harris can hit the open shots that Simmons won't take, but Simmons will play the four and rebound and run some plays for them. I think they're a dangerous team unless, you know, Shake Milton suddenly turns into Shake Milton in the playoffs. And, you know, because, you mean, don't discount the fact that, you know, even though it's not in front of fans, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure. This is pressure games. This isn't, you know, this isn't playing the Brooklyn Nets on a Tuesday night in November. This is everybody watching playoff basketball, you know, elimination games. And I think they, guys like Shake Milton who don't have a lot of experience at that, that can, that can get to them. We'll say he plays, an important, he plays an important position on the floor, that's for sure. We haven't even mentioned the best player on the Sixers roster, which is Embiid, which truthfully, if he plays well and Simmons plays well in his new mm-hmm. role, they're tough. What do you think? What do you, give, me, give me the over-under on Embiid's weight right now. He said he was in good shape. He said he was in good shape. I don't I'm gonna, know. I'm going to set the number at, I'm going to say 288. No. If he's in well, shape. What, do you think? what are you saying? Under? Under 288? If he's in shape, then he's like 270 well, that's or, a, or that's less. That's a big qualifier right there, right? So yeah. I'm setting the number at 288. You're going under 288. Yeah, I don't think he's that big. We Although he could easily the- be that big. but I don't. <laughs> we need I don't to get him on the podcast. Big. Yeah, we need to get him. He won't. He won't return my calls. Joe, I'm supposed to get him. Big man, if you're out there, if you're a fan of the podcast, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> we I would promise, love to have you on. We'll promise, you I will not make any fat jokes at all. <laughs> as a, as one fat guy to another fat guy, I feel you. I know how tough it is. Well, on that note, let's turn to um, not the entire every sport in college, but I guess college sports in general. The well, question well, I think I, we should focus on. Let's talk about. Let's talk about football. I think that's the next. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so I was going to lead in with with college football, but in general, the student athlete should the student athlete in college be required to go back to school if the regular student doesn't? Isn't that kind of hypocritical? Like, what's the NCAA really mean? Isn't this the most hypocritical scenario here, oh, where these is. schools yeah. are going to force these kids, kids that are unpaid, that have no benefits? to go out and earn money for the schools. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and where I don't know, you've already seen it happening this summer where in tons of division one programs, kids are testing positive 
for COVID during the, the, the summer program. So, um, I mean, I, I assume they probably have testing protocols in place. Um, now here's a question. Here's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Do they have any rights? Does your student athlete say, does your student athlete lose his scholarship if he says I'm opting out of this season? Yeah, I think he does. I mean, I mean, uh, schools, schools pull scholarships when kids get injured. Right. Right. So, you know, the school's position is going to be, listen, you have, you have a scholarship here to play football, right? We've announced it. And the NCAA has said, we're playing football. We're having a season, right? As long as that season's a go, we expect you to play. Listen, if you feel unsafe, that's fine, but we would like your check for $65,000 <laughs> tomorrow so you can continue to go to school here. You know, that's what they're going to be. I mean, listen, I mean, it's a business. It's no different than professional football, right? It's just professional football where they have free labor and they right. refuse to pay it. So, but there's not going to be, you know, that's why you already saw like what the Ivy League, what, weeks ago already mm-hmm. said, Called we're just going to, we're just going to cancel yeah. the season, right? Because, the Ivy League doesn't care about it. Number one, they don't need the money. Number two, um, they don't make a ton of money. But if you're if you're a Power Five school, right? If you're in the if you're in the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten, right? And you're making, you know, you and and you're you count on that check, right? Every school, if you're in a Power Five conference, at a minimum, just for playing their season you know, from the television contract is probably making anywhere from 50 to $75 million. And that's just from the television contract. Yeah. That's before, that's before you think about it. So every school, you know, on their schedule gets five home games. So that's five games of ticket sales and parking and mm-hmm. beer and mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. and local television rights mm-hmm. and advertising. And so, you know, what every school, I mean, every, Every Division One school in a Power Five thing, in a Power Five conference is essentially subsidizing their entire academic budget or their 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 athletic budget right. um, from the football team, right. and to a lesser extent the basketball team too. If the basketball, if they're in a you know a, a big Power Five basketball conference, so you know these schools are going to they're going to play these games. They don't give a shit about these kids, right? They I mean they're they're labor, right? They're mm-hmm. employees essentially. They don't want to admit it, but they're employees. So, you know, it's completely unfair. I I can't imagine, you know, having a son or or having a kid that was playing that that, you know, felt that it was unsafe, which it probably is because again, as again opposed to some of these other sports, I mean, you know, you can't really have football in a bubble. You know, the, the rosters are enormous, right? Enormous, the rosters, you have enormous. 60 to 80 kids on a roster. Yeah. You're out there sweating and tackling each other, you know, in a, for a, for two, two and a half hours. I mean, I, I don't know how, I mean, I think it's going to be like the major league baseball model, which is they know kids are going to get sick and they're just going to like move along. Right. Oh, mm. you're sick. All right. Step to the side, next guy up, right? You go quarantine for two weeks or something like that. I hope you didn't infect the rest of the team, you know, but we're gonna we're gonna soldier on because these schools are addicted to that money, right? Yeah. They need that they need that money. I mean, otherwise, if they did if it wasn't about money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If it was really about academics, I mean, because think about it, like you just said, from an academic standpoint, 
almost every college or university right now is going the opposite direction. Universities, Georgetown just the other day announced they're going all virtual, right? right? Um, I think a bunch of schools out there are going either all virtual or some type of hybrid because they know that they can't really protect the health of their students by right. having by going back and having them go to classes, right? right. But at the same time, like football, well, yeah, we're going to have football, right? <laughs> got to have football. <laughs> got to have football, right? Yeah. I mean, because football is it's it's just about money, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ram it through. Um, and listen, the NFL is the same way too. I mean, the NFL, I mean, we, we just spent a while bashing major league baseball. Just wait. I mean, hold me. NFL is hold my beer, right? Just wait. Yeah, oh, you, you know, I'm Goodell, not sure how that's going to go. Goodell either. is not a smart guy <laughs> and he is beholden to the owners of the NFL who are also a bunch of morons for the most part who only care about money. And, and, and these, they see these guys as expendable too. And they are going to ram this football season i mean literally the nfl as far as i can tell is the only league who hasn't really said anything the only no. thing i can think of is that they canceled the preseason right yeah other they than canceled, that yeah. training camps are open they think they're going to play a 16 game season i think some teams are still arguing about like having fans in the stadium right i mean i think the nfl has basically said well we're going to leave it up to your particular state so I think in certain, if you have, if you're, if your team's in a crazy state with a crazy governor, who's like, you know, like my Cowboys, the, the, the Texas governor might be like, fuck yeah, let's have 40, we'll have 50% capacity. We'll only have 50,000 people in the stadium. They might do that. Every other seat. Yeah. Right. Every, yeah, you gotta sit every other seat. Right. I mean, it's going to happen, right? And people are going to get sick and players are yeah. going to get sick and, and games are going to get canceled. You know, except it's not like baseball where like, oh, we missed a couple of games, but we're playing 60. I mean, the NFL thinks they're going to get it. I, I mean, I, if there was, I mean, I don't know if you can make this bet anywhere, but I, I would guarantee you there's no way the NFL plays a full season. Just no way. Doesn't and seem likely. Doesn't yeah, seem likely. I, I think they're heading towards, you know, 10 or 12 games at, at most because, you know, they're going to have outbreaks and problems. I mean, imagine, I mean, imagine if. I don't even know what the protocols are. I guess you'll, they probably want to keep teams in their home city for as long as possible, mm -hmm. right? And then fly. They, I guess they'll probably tell teams fly in Saturday around noontime, mm -hmm. right? Go right to somewhere. your hotel, yeah. don't leave, and then go to the game. But what if, like, what if, you know, what if the Giants, you know, bus or, or train down to Philly for a game on and they get down on Saturday afternoon and they arrive at their hotel and there's probably a protocol. Okay, everybody take a test. They take their test. They wake up the next morning and, and somebody comes to the coach and goes, uh, nine guys tested positive. Yeah. Right. Well, what do you do? Do you do the Major League Baseball thing and say, oh, I just keep playing the game? That'll make for do an interesting. Cancel, do you cancel? Do you cancel the game? Do you post? Do you try and reschedule? What do you do? It's the only game this week. It's not like oh, we can, we can retest everybody and we retest everybody and play the game on Tuesday. You yeah. can't do it. They've got another game next week. Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I just. I don't see how it's not going to happen. I, I agree with you. I mean, it, look, it's 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 a unique profession, and again, we're 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 talking about all this because they. We want the entertainment. We'd love to see stuff on you know actual 
things that remind us of what it used to be before we were all kind of shuttered in and, and yearning for, you know, something that makes us feel normal again. But, you know, I just don't see how contact sports like that can go forward, you know, in the immediate future without what's happened to baseball just continuing to happen over and yeah. over and over again because of what we know about this virus and the fact that it can be passed along asymptomatically. And, you know, one person could infect eight people in the clubhouse who could infect, you know, how many, you know, it's, and you're right. I mean, it, it seems like there's some protocols, but a lot of it they're just kind of doing on the fly, Major League Baseball. Maybe the NFL is just sitting back on their perch saying, let's see how it goes with baseball. <laughs> And see what they're seeing. They're seeing how it's going right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, think about it. I mean, the Phillies have been tested, what, every day since mm-hmm. Sunday? And they're still not playing because, again, they don't even know what. I mean, e- even even five or six months into this pandemic, you know, medical professionals don't know what the incubation period is for this. Right. Thing. So right. you you could test negative multiple days in a row, but you could have it in you, and then it suddenly manifests itself a week later, right? Yeah. Which is why they're not playing games. Yeah. But the NFL doesn't have the luxury of taking two teams out of the schedule and just putting them on ice for a week. You can't do it. No. No. And, and again, everybody, everybody in this country, me included, <clears throat> would be anxious to and would love to see a fall football season and a fall college football season and the World Series in October and November, just like it's always been played. But it's nothing's been normal about 2020. I just think our expectations and our have to change a little bit. And I think we have to be open to change in every aspect of our lives, including our entertainment, which is what we're talking about, our sports entertainment. Yeah. Would it bother me if they changed things completely, if as long as we still had a game on? I don't think so. I mean, again, I, I, I just worry for these players. I think, I think it's more depressing to read these stories about the failures, you know? Um, I'm hoping that like this bubble thing with the NF, NBA and the NHL is actually a success because at least it would be a model to follow. Right. Like, yeah. hey, this this worked, you know, if something like this happened. I think I think it's all it's it's also like the tease of it, too. Right. I mean, like there was a couple of weeks where I was like, you know what? Baseball's never going to get Zach together. It's going to be they're just going to cancel the season. Right. And I was resigned to it. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, we're going to get it. And I wasn't kind of hyped up for it. And then all of a sudden, like right before it started and then it started. And I got kind of excited again until I watched the Red Sox for a couple of games. And then I got <laughs> less excited. But but I, you know, it was exciting, and now with this whole Marlins Phillies thing, you're like, it was such a tease because you got into it, and you're like, okay, I know it's not going to be a real season. I know it's going to be kind of a weird season, but it's still baseball. Mm-hmm. It's still something to watch at night or listen to on the radio. It makes, yeah, you know, like you said, it's a little bit of normalcy in this whole shit show we're going through, and to have it for a couple of days, only to have it snatched away, and now be like, yeah. well. Sorry about that, but we, we fucked everything up and we're just going to cancel the season right. again. And it kind of reminds you of the depression that's all around you, which is, right. oh, well, we right. tried, but we kind of right. screwed it up because we still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're not we're not good at this. Right, we're not good at this. Well, look, we have um, certainly not fixed anything with our conversation today or tonight, but hopefully, um, you know, we've, enter- we've been entertaining. I mean, any kind of... Sp- Sports talk to me seems like normalcy, and at least we are having these discussions again. There's something to take our mind off 
you know, everything that's going around. Um, we will be back very soon with a, another special guest coming up on Justice for All. We want to thank all of our listeners as we recently passed over a thousand podcast downloads. Nice. Um, if you haven't heard of us, um, we are Justice for All. You can find us on any of the podcast uh, platforms, whether it be Apple or Google, anywhere you can find podcasts. Just Spotify. Type, yep, just Spotify. Just type in Justice for All or search Justice for All. And, of course, if you're looking for legal representation in and around Philadelphia, call us at Scarpello and Latour because we are open. We're doing more than just you know fixing the, the, the problems in sports. We're helping clients in Philadelphia get out of jail, solve their problems in uh, civil cases as well as criminal cases. So if you need a great attorney, you can find us on the web at www.phillybestdefense.com. But for now, I'm going to sign off tonight. Pierre, it's been a lot of fun. You have anything yeah. to say to our, our, our loyal listeners out there before we sign off? Any predictions? No, I mean, it just, I mean, I, I will say, I mean, just let's, let's all keep our fingers crossed. You know, it's, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Um, you know, basketball starts tonight. Baseball's still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey starts this weekend. Um, you know, let's, let's enjoy it while we can. And, you know, everybody stay safe out of there, out there and, and wear your mask. God damn it. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll get through this at some point. Absolutely. Wear your mask. That's true. All right. For He's Pierre Latour, I'm Josh Scarpello. Thanks for listening. This has been Justice for All. During the quarantine, Jose Pistolas is offering a simple menu for a simple time. Go to josepistolas.com and check out the simple menu. Whether you are craving burritos, tacos, nachos, or beer, yes, beer, curbside pickup and delivery are available. Call Jose's today at 215-545-4101. Jose Pistolas, serving the community and satisfying cravings. That's 215-545-4101.